Welcome to the Rent Estate Podcast, a conversation on how you can achieve retirement security, financial freedom, and the new American dream through rental property investments. And here's your host, Kevin Ortner, CEO of Renters Warehouse. Welcome to another uh, special edition of the Rent Estate Podcast. We're talking COVID-19 impact on the single family rental world trying to share some data and insights that we've been seeing here at Renters Warehouse. I've got Todd Jabel, Renters Warehouse COO and CTO, with us here to uh, share some of the insights. So today we're recording this April 30th of 2020, so the very end of the month of April. And we've been collecting a lot of data and information that we want to be able to share with people. And I think probably stifle some rumors or some panic that's been happening uh, in the industry a little bit and a lot of the unknowns. Now, we've been getting a lot of requests for information. I know I've been getting a ton of emails from people saying, hey, what are you seeing, right? As one of the larger property managers in the country, we have access to tons of data. So welcome to the show. I'm Kevin Ortner, your host, CEO of Renters Warehouse. And uh, for those that don't know, Renters Warehouse is the nation's largest third-party property manager for single-family rentals. We also help our real estate investors, uh, our clients buy and sell investment properties as well. So we've got our finger on the pulse of a lot of information around what's happening in the rental world. And the podcast previous to this, we just covered some information around what we were seeing on rent collection, um, how we were handling inspections of properties, maintenance trends we were seeing, and then just kind of overall industry updates. Uh, so check that out if you're curious on, on what we covered on the previous podcast. And on this one, we want to talk a little bit about showings, uh, how we're still leasing properties, the data and the trends we're seeing around that. Talk a little bit about some of the eviction moratoriums that have been put in place across the country. Uh, and then also start talking about returning to normal, which I still don't know exactly what that means. Because what is, you know, I keep hearing this new normal, which I'm going to go on a rant here. So my Todd, new normal frustrates me because I don't really want a new normal. I just kind of want normal. I think I'm like a lot of Americans in that way that I just kind of, I kind of liked how it was, frankly. Yep. So I don't know about this new normal program. I don't know what the new normal is going to look like, but we are uh, obviously planning, uh, trying to bring a, a, a workforce across the country of several hundred employees and, and, and several hundred more real estate agents back to work in the office, some semblance of normalcy. So we'll talk a little bit about that too. Um, but let's jump in. Todd, let's talk a little bit about showing activity and the data we're seeing around um, around just a demand for rentals and showings and and what's happened between, you know, middle of March and today. Yeah. So, um, you know, remember with all this data that this is uh, this is the beginning of sort of a peak season, right? Things mm -hmm. usually normally uh, escalate from here. Uh, when this all started, say the early to middle of March, we saw a big dip. Uh, it went quickly uh, down, uh, but then it came back up very, very quickly and uh, it leveled off. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's leveled off at decent levels. Mm -hmm. uh, not what we'd normally see this time of year, but there's a lot of activity out there. Um, folks are still, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of activity around inquiries about homes, about there's a lot of applications being filled out. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of showings being scheduled. Uh, showings have changed, uh, yeah. as you know. So, the new normal, no, the normal <laughs> now right now for showings is um, there's a lot of virtual showings. Mm -hmm. um, 
and there's certainly all precautions being taken, you know, between showings uh, when somebody goes in, uh, if somebody wants to actually see a property, we're making sure that everything is cleansed and wiped down and people are wearing protective gear and whatnot. But a lot of it's done virtually. Uh, a lot of it is done through our, our uh, agents have done a great job of going out to, to vacant properties mm-hmm. and taking videos and, and things. Or uh, they'll go to the property and do a FaceTime right. and walk through it with somebody and explain you know, the, the property. And uh, they, it's really been great. Uh, everybody's really uh, continued to move forward in terms of uh, sales uh, activity and, and overall rental activity. Yeah, you know, I think we talked about this in the previous uh, podcast as well, but uh, I'm really proud of our team here at Runner's Warehouse on how we jumped on top of this thing <clears throat> and just got ready, got prepared. Even when we weren't really sure how it was going to play out as far as how, I don't know if you want to say how serious it was really going to be, but beginning of March when we really weren't sure there weren't stay-at-home orders, there weren't lockdown, everyone's still working in the office. We saw, you know, hey, some things could be coming down the pipe. And our agents did a great job of going out and doing virtual tours um, of properties so we could load them onto the website, doing videos of properties, coming up with a game plan to really keep things going. And in many states, real estate and real estate services has been deemed an essential service. Uh, And so we're out there working and we're out there doing things, but it's definitely different. Yes. Uh, and to your point, just to reiterate a little bit, the middle of March is these stay-at-home orders, shelter-in-place orders, and the quarantine, as everyone calls it, um, started to come into effect. I mean, our numbers of showings, inquiries on properties from residents, all that stuff just dropped, yep. like sharp. And uh, <clears throat> that was one of the big unknowns, is how is it going to return? What's really going to happen? How long is it going to be like this? But it wasn't long nope. before we hit that peak bottom, maybe the third week in March, end of March, and then started creeping back up and kind of a sharp increase for a while to, like you said, maybe February type level. So it seems like uh, uh, for us, our data is showing us activities probably down about 35% um, from, you know, homes being leased to just showings and, and applications, and everything. But we're probably February type levels in an industry where we should be obviously coming into a, a busier season across the country with this, but it's not zero. And so if you're a rental property owner and you have a vacancy coming up, you have a vacancy sitting there currently, get creative uh, to get that lease because there's people out there looking for properties. We're still hearing from a lot of prospective tenants, people who have to move um, and things are moving, but you need to be, you know, you got to be creative with it a little bit. And and the other thing we're seeing is uh, through the data, we're able to, to really see that the number of showings has actually dropped by a percentage basis more than the number of applications by we're far. receiving by far. So what we're, what we're seeing, what we're hearing anecdotally in the field, but also through the data is that people are looking at or seeing, viewing a home, they're, they're looking at fewer properties, right? They're doing a lot more of the research on the computer, looking at the virtual tours, looking at the videos, talking to the agent about the neighborhood and the area, maybe driving around a little bit. And then they're picking one, maybe two houses to look at. And they don't want to two or five or six or seven or whatever number they used to, right? And so we're seeing the conversion from showing to application increase significantly, uh, which I think is smart. That's good. People aren't out just trying to go through tons of different houses. But we're also hearing from our agents that like caught 80% of all the residents want to see the house in person before they sign the lease, which makes sense. We were seeing some site unseen leasing happening. We drafted up some addendums for leases around that. Um, 
you know, sight unseen, you haven't seen the property, you know, uh, just some disclaimers and things around that. But look, it makes sense. People want to see it, whether that's through a virtual, uh, through a, a self-showing tool that we have in some of our markets, or again, our agents out there being creative, getting there early, opening up the door, stand on the other side of the yard, greeting the greeting the tenants as they come through and, and let them tour the home and then lock it up, uh, you know, when, when they're done. So rental activity is, is okay. It's not great, but it's okay. We're moving properties. People are looking at stuff. And so again, if you're an owner of a property and it's, and it's vacant or it's going to be vacant, get creative, make sure you have great photos, um, great video, virtual tours. There's tools out there. Um, Zillow's got a great 3D home tour product. Um, I think that's free right now for, for uh, certainly for smaller uh, landlords. Uh, check that stuff out. That's what prospective tenants are looking for right now is be just being able to get their eyes on it without having to go shop 10 or 15 houses like maybe they did in the past. Um, and, and things are moving. So use the tools, get creative, and uh, hopefully we continue to see things kind of pick up as, as things loosen up a little bit. Yeah, you know, and from an industry perspective, uh, you know, we keep in touch with a lot of the, the big institutional folks um, in single family rental and occupancy rates are good. Um, you know, there is uh, activity out there and, um, you know, we're finding that uh, people are sticking around um, and, and actually uh, people are actually seeing a lot of activity move from multifamily towards single family. Um, as this is all going on, I think people have a different realization of where they want to where they want to live. Right. Um, so I think the impact on multifamily has been a little bit, little bit more difficult. Um, but in single family, we've definitely seen really good activity. I saw an article a couple days ago about um, home builders and that in certain markets, you know, certain markets, the home builders are, are being hit a bit by this because there's been some slowdown and people going out and buying houses. But in certain markets, and I don't know which ones they were, I'm sure you could Google it and find the article, but that... Uh, home builders saw they saw their sales activity up, and they were um, blame. I don't know if they're blaming it or the cause. They said and kind of coined was the safety of the suburbs, right? And uh, millennials, younger generation who were living in these condos downtown, great buildings, higher density, uh, that still had the means to be able to buy. Uh, they're still employed, you know, higher income folks kind of fleeing to the safety of the suburbs, they said, yep. and and going for less density, more yard, all that kind of stuff. And and I think the same is true we're, we're seeing, as you're, to your point, in the industry, some some shifting from multifamily to more of that single family space. Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that everybody thought was going to happen is uh, build to rent has been a hot area yeah. in single family <laughs> rentals uh, over the last year or so. And people thought that there's a lot of activity that was in process there, mm -hmm. concerned that that would, would die off, and that right. has not been the case. No. So. No, it has not been. Uh, it's it's been. It's really. It's really. It. I think it just goes to show how um, uh, stable and steady and and just versatile this, this industry is and this asset class from an ownership perspective. Again, if you're owning real estate, people need a place to live. Um, there's certainly been an impact to it from a from the coronavirus. But it's not devastating it like it's devastating other investments, right? Or like it devastated the stock market or some of the other things out there. So it's very versatile, uh, and people are looking to move. And so that uh, you know, take advantage of it if you can. If you're an owner, again, uh, don't hide from this. Don't say, "Hey, I'm not going to be able to get anyone into my property because no one's looking." There absolutely are people looking for properties. I think that's just going to continue to increase uh, as we go through. You mentioned occupancy. Yes. <clears throat> 
what uh, what are we seeing or what's your feel on from a notice to vacate perspective? Are we seeing more of our residents, and again, our portfolio of over 20,000 homes, ex- just saying, hey, what, we're going to extend our lease. We're not going to send in this notice to move out. Or you know, are we seeing any trends year over year there? We are. We are. We definitely see people staying in place right now. Um, it's a little bit early t- for that kind of thing to get sure. good good metrics on the impact of, of this. But right now, it does appear like people are. Yeah. are staying in place. Um, when saying, they, hey, home is home is where it's safe right now, right? Yeah. And uh, again, so people either want to find the next home so they can be safe. That's what we're, we're told to just stay at home. That's the safest place. Or heck, if you don't need to move, why move out, yeah. right? So I think occupancy rates will remain high. Um, and as we talked about in the last podcast, rent collection's been, been really pretty good as well. It was mm-hmm. not as impacted nearly as much as it was. But on that front, you know, I've been getting a lot of emails and questions about evictions. There's a, you know, this stuff's in the news a lot. Hey, there's eviction moratoriums in certain markets. Uh, if you have a certain type of loan, <clears throat> there's eviction moratoriums on things and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's creating a challenge a bit for us in the space. Not as much as we had feared, again, mm-hmm. because of the you know, pretty good results with rent collection here again, last day of the month of April as we record this and, and uh, we're a few percentage points behind where we normally are, but it's definitely a manageable position. Uh, what would, what do you think the biggest impact is from the eviction moratorium or well, how is it creating the biggest challenge for investors? Well, there's a few. So, I mean, there's there's just a lot of legwork to be done, right? Um, understanding what's going on with everybody and, and what the regulatory requirements are, what's going on at state, local, national levels that, that you need to be aware of. So, um, you know, depending on, on the size of your portfolio, there can be a lot of, of stuff to understand. So right. we've spent a tremendous amount of time and resources on gathering that information across mm-hmm. all of these different jurisdictions. And um, so that's been really helpful with our, our owners. And, and so, uh, but that does add some complexity to it. Um, you know, I think the other thing is there's there's definitely a lot of gray area. Um this is intended to help people that that would be evicted because of non-payment or, or being affected by COVID. But there are certainly other things that create eviction problems, right? And those things still need to be dealt with, right? Um, the other thing you've got is, uh, you know, you have to think about the what's going to happen. This is deferred activity potentially, right? right? <clears throat> right. And so, what's going to happen when you know the courts open back up, so to speak? Yeah. Um, and and you have to process these things. Um, so that's something we're going to keep a very close eye on as well uh, going forward. Yeah, it. Uh, I think, <clears throat> again, I keep coming back to it and talking about it, but the way our team at Renters Warehouse really rallied around this thing and just had poured through hundreds of pages of these different orders across the country from federal, federal acts to local, uh, you know, um, executive orders from governors and, and mayors and things like that, just around evictions or around the CARES Act or all the different stuff. And that's, hey, for our clients, that's one of the advantages of being part of one of the largest players in this industry, yeah. right? Uh, and that's where we've been really trying to push that information out to our to our clients. But also, I think we have a responsibility to push this out to everybody, whether you're a client or not. And so we've been doing that. That's part of the reason we're doing the podcast today, obviously, is to be able to share the insights and the data We've got great white papers on all of these topics we're covering. We're going to link those in uh, the podcast uh, notes page, show notes, wherever you are consuming this information. Find it there or go to runnerswarehouse.com. On the top of the page, homepage of runnerswarehouse.com, we've got 
an owner and a tenant resource, uh, COVID-19 resource tab. And so any state or market that we're in at Renters Warehouse, which is over 40, we have all of the uh, information on guidance for evictions. Uh, we have information on unemployment assistance, on um, the rent forbearance programs that might exist, but also how to talk to your mortgage service provider, servicer, if you need uh, help with your mortgage because your residents aren't paying your rent. Just lots of tools that we spent hundreds of hours putting together, uh, again, to make sure we could manage our business really well and manage uh, all these properties we manage across the country to be able to keep our owners informed, our real estate investors informed, keep our tenants informed, and just try and keep this thing moving forward. Uh, but it's all public out there. So again, if you're watching, you're not a client, that's great. Download some white papers, go to the resource page. Um, I think we've got probably one of the more robust uh, listing of all of this stuff out there. So uh, just a tip, go check it out. So Todd, we talked a little bit about at the beginning of the show here, and just as we talked about showing activity and things like that, um, the new normal, getting back to normal. Uh, and we're starting to try and figure out how to do that ourselves. Yeah. How do we bring, you know, we went uh, six weeks, has it been six weeks now? Almost? Uh, either six weeks or six months. I really can't yeah. tell, but uh, yeah. I think about, about that. six weeks that we've been fully remote. So we've got couple hundred employees across the country uh, that are full-time W-2 employees of the business uh, across our markets. And then we have another couple hundred real estate agents as well. So we've got a lot of people affected by this. And we went fully remote sometime in the middle of March. It's a blur. Uh, sometimes I can't believe it's been six weeks because it's gone kind of fast in some ways. And then other times it's like, holy cow, it seems like I haven't seen people in forever. Uh, so it's great to see you today in an appropriately yes. social distance manner here in the studio. And uh, we've got Kelsey uh, helping us out from a technical perspective, tucked away in the corner. So it's fantastic to see some faces. And hopefully this becomes more of a frequent occurrence of being able to get back together and see people. Um, and so, I don't know, maybe we chat a little bit about our <clears throat> plans to try and bring people back. Yeah, yeah, we have been working on those plans uh, the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of details to think through. I think uh, a couple of really important things. One is you want to take the same kind of approach that you did um, at the beginning of this thing, and that is, one, don't be in a massive hurry, mm -hmm. right? Let's make sure that we do this in a structured and planned out way. Um, I think in terms of impact of productivity in business, the worst thing that could happen is you're trying to get people back as quickly as you can, and you don't do it really plan, planfully, right. um, and and uh, it, it becomes less productive. Um, you know, there's a lot of things to think through in terms of people's safety, um, there's a lot of things to think through in terms of, you know, people still have kids that are home from school and here in Minnesota, that's the rest <clears> of the school <throat> year right? in a lot of places. So, um, we need to make sure we think through all that stuff. Um, I'll, I'll say that our productivity and our, and the, the way our employees have handled this, like we said, has been extremely good, uh, which helps the, the, um, you know, the ability to pace our way. Yeah. We don't have to rush it, this. right? Yeah. Which is nice as much as I'd love to bring everybody back as soon as possible. Um, our team stepped up. It's been fantastic. And our productivity um, of everybody and um, our ability to take care of our residents and our owners, it's been great. So we're not in a rush, but it's certainly something I think people are looking forward to. Um, yes. And, you know, so I think we're going to take a phased approach. We are going to take a phased <clears throat> approach. Uh, we're going to make sure that uh, we enable ourselves to to keep social distance, whether that's at 
your desk or in a conference room. Make sure that there's, you know, cleaning processes in place, uh, you know, policies around what people need to wear and how they need to uh, act in the office um, and just take it very, very seriously. Um, <clears throat> so that's going to enable that, certainly. Um, some people want to get back to work quicker <laughs> yeah, than others. Right. Uh, some people uh, don't, right? They're working well from home. And uh, like I said, they've got kids at, in school and whatnot. But, uh, but I think, you know, what I'm, I'm feeling uh, a lot of this is people also, uh, human beings are a little restless. Yeah. Uh, they also have short memories. I think, I think things will, will eventually start to move more and more towards a normal scenario. Mm-hmm. We just need to keep an eye on that safety yeah. and make sure we don't go in the wrong direction yeah. on all this. Super important. Super important. Well, thanks for joining us, Todd, and <clears throat> sharing some of the market insights we're seeing, some of the data we're collecting here at Runner's Warehouse. We're going to keep pushing this out. So May is tomorrow. May starts tomorrow. So we start the month all over again with rent collection and uh, showing activity. And we're going to keep sharing the information as we have it with everybody, keep everybody informed, and uh, hopefully keep this thing together and keep things moving forward as we start the path to returning to the new normal. So uh, thank you for watching or listening to the podcast, however you're taking it in. Hopefully you found it helpful. If you did, make sure you like it, share it, comment on it, put it on social. Uh, We want to get this information out. If you need help uh, with a rental property situation you might have, check us out at renterswarehouse.com. Look at all the resources we talked about earlier. The top of the renterswarehouse.com homepage uh, is the COVID-19 owner and tenant resource. Uh, Very thorough by market, by state uh, resources for um, real estate owners or tenants in a situation where you might need assistance. Download the white papers we have on showings and inspections, maintenance, evictions. We talked a little bit about the eviction uh, moratorium that's in place. Uh, We've got a a white paper on maintenance, how to handle maintenance, rent collection, et cetera. So feel free to download those. And if that's not enough, uh, reach out. Uh, Submit some information through the website. Give one of our local offices a call and talk with one of our rent estate advisors. We're happy to share the information we have. Find out if we can help you through any tough situations. So check us out, renterswarehouse.com. Thanks for listening and watching the podcast. And until next time, uh, stay healthy, stay safe, stay appropriately appropriately social distanced. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk with everyone soon. You've been listening to the Rent Estate Podcast with your host, Kevin Ordner. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to rentestate.com for a free rental property analysis and learn how you can list, invest, and rent all under one roof.